0: Welcome to Marta the Minimalist, a podcast for entrepreneurs like you, looking to minimalize your life, business, and mindset. With your host, CEO, speaker, and best-selling author Marta Saray Greca,
1: live exclusively, exclusively here in the Minimalist Method for prosperous female entrepreneurs. You are getting to see, for the first time ever, the newest recording of the Marta the Minimalist podcast with my guest, client, and friend, the amazing Samantha Bauer, who's going to tell you all about how you can thrive when you tell your brain that logistically, those things kind of make sense, but you're going to follow God's purpose and God's call. And when God's call keeps nudging at your heart, the steps that you can take and the things that you can overcome to then have a thriving life while fulfilling your call and your purpose. Before I go on, though, uh, I'm going to be asking Sam questions about all that and about her journey of going from the corporate world to owning her own business that is just scaling and growing. I've seen the numbers (laughs) every month. She's growing her team. Just amazing things are happening while she's being present with her kids. Sam, tell us your story. Tell us where where did you come from what made you choose bauer insurance company tell us a little bit about you and what i love to say is why should they give a shit about what you have to say
0: (laughs) yeah that's totally fair and um yeah so i i came from I mean, if we want to go way back, I can't, I was a farm girl. I grew up on a dairy farm in Gibsonia, Pennsylvania, so Western PA, um, and that's that's where my roots are. And um, I kind of talk a little bit, um, actually, in, in my first podcast about um, my grandparents. And my, my whole lineage is pastors, um, small business owners, and farmers. So it's kind of like ingrained in me. Um, but of course I took a totally different route whenever I started my career and I started climbing the corporate ladder. Um so that was really my goal was I'm going to climb the corporate ladder, I'm going to like smash the glass ceiling and I'm going to show my kids that mommy can do that and that girls can do that. I'm going to show my daughter by example that um you know you can you can dream big and you can accomplish whatever it is that you're going to accomplish and I thought because that was in my heart that that's what God's plan was for me and so I started to climb and follow that lead and take on more and more responsibility um, in my corporate role which um, meant more traveling it meant more responsibility it meant more hours and it meant less time with my kids and so I finally got to the point where I my next rung on the ladder was going to be vice president of the company I was working for, and they basically told me, "You um, are going to be asked to relocate because that's how we do it here. We relocate you. We kind of like test the waters to see if you're VP um, material, and then you know if you make it, you'll you'll get to the next thing." And I'm thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I just relocated my family back to Pittsburgh. This is where we want to live," and that was a very prayerful. Um, thing for us as well because we were living in Arizona. So I lived in Arizona for 15 years before we came back here. And when we came back here, we prayed on it, and it was very clear that God wanted us to come here. He laid the pieces out. I mean, our house sold in like six hours in Arizona um, to to get us back here. And so I'm in this position here where working nonstop, and this is probably the my kids were ages two for, from the time they were two through five, basically. I. I didn't see them, but on Sundays. Um, because I was working 12 hour days. Um, the company I worked for was open on Saturdays. So I worked every Saturday until three, always on. My boss would text me at 9 30 at night. And if I didn't reply, it was not pleasant. That sucks. Yeah, it was it was very stinky at the top of the ladder, is so what I was finding. Yes. This, isn't, this this can't possibly be what God wants me to be doing. You know, he gave me children so that I could mother them not so that I mean my dad or my dad my my husband was a stay-at-home dad so that was beautiful and great but I was missing that piece Mm -hmm. and so um I started exploring other options you know what else was there for me we we went into it in prayer I explored buying a bed and breakfast um which I was kind of like a pipe dream of mine but the numbers once you crunch them yeah. I would make like seven hundred dollars a month, like yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't going to be reasonable, and um, so I started looking at different insurance agencies because that's what I had done. I had run insurance teams and agencies, and um, that's what I was doing uh, in my last corporate position. And although. I love selling insurance. I love working with people. I love helping people. I wouldn't say that, like, I love insurance. Like, that's great. And, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't make me um, excited, but working with people does make me excited. So, although, like, the tool that I'm using to reach people, maybe not the coolest. Um, it it definitely is something that I love doing because I love helping people and, and helping them make sure that they're covered correctly and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was like, I don't know if I want to have an insurance agency. Insurance doesn't really light me up. Um, but we prayed on it and prayed on it. I looked at a bunch of different business models. Um, and at the end of the day, this one made the most sense to us. And God, again, he laid the pieces out for us. I mean, it was like very clear that, okay, this is the direction we're going to go. And so that's, that's what landed me here. And I, I love it. I love working with my clients. I I have wonderful clients. I have wonderful referral partners that I get to work with all the time. I, I have, I get to do a lot of networking. So I I do still get fulfilled by the people aspect of my job, even though when I thought about like, do I want to own an insurance agency? <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, but again, God, God uses it all together. Like when I was at my corporate position, I would drive into work every morning with a pit in my stomach praying, God, I know you have me here for a reason. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. So just help me get through this day and show me what it is that you need me to learn and, um, make sure that my eyes and my ears and my heart are open for the next opportunity that you're preparing me for. And in hindsight, that job gave me so much experience and so much, um, mm-hmm. knowledge that have prepared me to own my own business. So it, it it was hard and I didn't like it, but that's that waiting window, right? Where you're like, I know this isn't my final destination. Um, but I know God has a purpose for me being here. So I'm going to do everything I can to do as well as I can while I'm there. And then I'm just going to be ready when he shows me what the next step is to jump. And, and so that's what we did.
1: Awesome. And if you're listening right now live, we want to hear from you. Are you watching live? And are you? Is is Sam's story resonating with you? Are you maybe currently in a position where you're in the corporate world or you're in a full time that you're like fringing, walking in the door? And that's what's resonating with me, Sam, because when I would run the ice cream shop, it was a blessing because I could have my baby strapped to me, and I could just be with my babies while running a business, but I had the same pit in my stomach. I would be driving around in loops sometimes for an hour before I could bring myself to park my car and open the ice cream shop. Why? Because as much as I loved having my baby strapped to me, how fucking stressful do you think it was to run an ice cream shop, make ice cream, do the books, do the schedule, serve customers while I had nursing babies on me? And, um, and, you know, oftentimes not so understanding customers who are like, what are you doing back there? Meanwhile, you're like doing everything back there, right? Yep. Um, so I could totally understand that. In fact, I made that crack the other day and and somebody who used to work with me just kind of, you know, we just kind of chuckled because it's, it is a love-hate relationship. I learned so much. I learned how to sell, um... Ice essentially to Alaskans because six times out of the six months out of the year it's it's freezing. Nobody wants ice cream. So I, I learned so much about sales and operations and um, team leading and public relations and community building. But it was it was tough. It was tough on my body, my mind, my heart and soul. And 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 it, when you said that, totally hit home because I was like every day like I'm going to do this maybe yeah. one more loop around the neighborhood. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And I would get like cracks from my manager at the time that I don't, I don't think he meant them this way, but he would say to me like, well, if you're the kind of person that wants to be at your kid's sporting events, this isn't the job for you. Or if you're the kind of parent that wants to be there when your kid's sick, like this isn't the job for you. And every time he said it, it was like, there was just a knife going into my gut and twisting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that is the kind of parent I want to be. And mm-hmm. so there were a lot of signs along the way that like, this is not the culture or the place or the thing that I need to be doing with my life. Um, But I I mean I had a team of 80 employees that reported through me uh, between sales agents and sales managers. And the stress level of that is is extreme, but also, man, you learn a lot about people. And so I feel like through those struggles, I've I'm very well prepared to grow my team and scale my business when that time comes. Um, And it's definitely taught me to it's just like when you play sports, you know, you have really great coaches that you learn. That's the way I want to coach someday. And you have really bad coaches and you learn that's the way I don't want to coach someday. Mm -hmm. It was very similar to that. I mean, I learned a lot in this last position about how I do not want to manage. Um, And it's boning very well with the one employee that I have because I, I treat her the way I Mm -hmm. want to, And the way I feel that she deserves to be treated and I'm not, you know, breathing down her neck and, you know, about results and the things that I, I had to deal with at my past life. So yeah, it, 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 and then the whole not seeing my face, I mean, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. But I, I, in my head, I really thought God has me here for a reason. He must be wanting me to show them something. So I'm doing, I'm doing this for them. Really, really, I, I wasn't there. You know, I was there late at night and I was there on Sundays and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the lifestyle I, I had dreamed of.
1: Totally. And again, that's resonating because it's the same for me. I was with them physically. I was not with them mentally. And there was even the cracks from, from customers or even, um, I mean, my team was my employees. I just always lucked out. They were amazing. And even the owners were so generous to allow me to turn the office into a nursery, but, you think that when you're in a fishbowl with a baby strapped to you and toddlers running around that like there isn't five million comments a day about your parenting and where's your husband do do, do they not have a dad and it's like no i'm choosing to have them with me he's he's got like he could do it but i want them with me so it's it's funny how people will make comments and and that in itself taught me the very big lesson of I don't know what I don't know. So I'm whatever I'm seeing in front of me is a fraction of what's actually going on. So yeah, definitely for every experience that God uh, allows to pass through our lives, we're learning the lesson. So what do you think it took to take you from because as much as it was difficult, it was a paycheck every month, right? And it was it was comfort financially, knowing that that was going to go be in your bank account. As long as you showed up for work, as long as you answered that text at 9 PM, as long as you were there and, and busting your ass, you were getting that paycheck. That's not necessarily always the case with entrepreneurship, especially at the get-go. So what do you think took you to give you that strength and bravery? My
0: faith, honestly, it, it, I did. I, I, my last year there I made hundred and forty thousand dollars. so it, I didn't walk away from a small salary. I walked away from a six figure position with benefits and um, you know a lot of perks. and so it, that that was hard but not hard. I mean it was one of those things where okay, I can work doing this forever and make a bunch of money and that's great. Or I can take this leap of faith and do what I think God wants me to do and know that he's going to provide because that's what our God does and get to be with my kids. And at the end of the day, I will be poor for the rest of my life if I get to spend that time with my kids because I've learned in the last two and a half years the value of time. And um, that just, I I have no regrets.
1: Not even well, let's one bust that myth.
0: Yeah, I got, well, I got, yeah, because I'm not Let's bust anymore. that myth, right? Because <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what your mind
1: will tell you. If I leave my full-time opportunity, and sometimes even as entrepreneurs where we have, like, this nice client who will pay you all this generous amounts of cash, and uh, but perhaps it's not really something that drives you or, or lights you up, and, and you cringe every time that you have to deal with that client. Your brain tells you, but if you let go of that comfort, and if you want to be her present for your family, you'll be poor, you'll be broke. So tell us what really happened.
0: Yeah. So, well, a couple of things happened right off the bat. So my husband was a stay-at-home dad. He had to go back to work, of course. Um, he's a truck driver by trade, and he had taken three years off. When he went back to truck driving, there was a truck driver shortage. And so miraculously, not miraculously, God, you know, God works um he went back at a 25 percent pay increase over what he had left three years ago um so that was great because okay we, with that we know our bills are covered and whatever i bring in is going to be you know just extra um so we cracked down on budgeting. We did all that, you know, stuff that we need to do from a personal standpoint to make sure that everything was paid. Um, And then I got to work. Um, And I will say I haven't had one month since I started that I didn't, I wasn't able to take something home. Um, In insurance, it's a long uh, is a long game, so it's not a sprint. It is definitely a marathon. It takes three, three to five years. It's kind of the sweet spot when you get comfortable. I'm at year two and a half, so I'm almost there. Um, but I think that um, month over month, it's just it gone up and up and up. And then, on, I want to say it was August of last year was the first time that my revenue was over 10k in a month, and it was like, oh. Okay, now I didn't take that much home, obviously, that's how much came into the business, um, but it's just from there, it's it's gone, and that's, that was prior to like, I have franchise fees and royalties and stuff that I have to pay to Goosehead as a franchise owner, um, but then this August was the first time that was my, like, we brought that in, that full amount. And more, and I think you saw that because I I was excited, oh, and I yeah. sent you, you know, went from like seven thousand eight, like mm-hmm. it's just going up and up and up. So, um, and that is that constant faith, and I don't, I don't say my business is a, as a people business um and that's that's what i'm in this for and i know in years to come it's just going to get bigger and bigger and grow and grow um and god's already had and you've helped me so much with that that god's already prepared it for me i need to be able to receive it and that's an area that i've struggled with is being a receiver because i've always been a giver look back at that corporate situation that i told you about i gave everything i gave my freaking all of my time to these people, all of my effort, my energy, you know, all of my good stuff, I was giving to a corporation who was not giving that back. <laughs> now I'm giving all that good stuff to my family. I'm giving it to my husband. I'm giving it to my business. I'm giving it to
1: the community.
0: And it is coming back. You know, it's its just, it's, it, it, you've taught me that, that God sees what you're putting out there and he's going to bring it back to you tenfold. And he sees wh- what people you need in your life and he's going to put them in front of you. Um, so just, I mean, it's just been awesome. And and even through that first year where it was like, all right, you know, I I remember my first month, like my paycheck to myself was like $236. And I was like, I made $236 this month, but I was so happy. I was so it was my $236. And I got to go to my kids' swim lessons for the first time. And I got to be with them during the day, and I got to you know, just do all the things that moms do that I had never done before. Um so I don't know if that answers your question.
1: <laughs> no, I love everything that you're saying. and I love and uh, you being in that grateful energy with that two hundred and thirty six dollars is a perfect example of why you thrive is that you didn't look at that check and go, "I'm only making two hundred and thirty six dollars. You're like, Well, you probably, you don't have a sailor mouth like I have sometimes, but you're like, (laughs) I would be like, no, you're like, heck yeah, this is my 236. And being in that grateful energy, God, the universe, whatever your spiritual language, it was like, all right, Sam. All right. You're grateful. Here you go. We're going to give you more. And sure enough, that has been the case. And what Sam is referring to if you aren't in the Made to Thrive program, and if you're listening to this and you are, in or have completed the Made to Thrive program, let us know in the comments. We want to hear from you. Cheer Sam on here. Let her know that you, you love her, even though you know I know you do. Um, but what she's referring to is that Sam has been in the Made to Thrive program now uh, about six months. She's coming up to the to the end. She's ready to fly. Like her income has uh, increased, but uh, what I love to say is it's not, it's not really about the income and made to thrive. It's not just about the income. The income is a bonus that comes naturally. Um, what would you say were your biggest takeaways from being in the program?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I've shared this with you and I'll share it here is that the, the income. Yes. It, it that was not my reason for teaming up with you. When I, when I met you, when we started to talk, I just felt like you could help me overcome some mental blocks that I have um, and just kind of help me uh, focus because I think a lot of entrepreneurs were like all over the place and, you know, do I want to do that or do I want to focus on that or is there is there another way I can do more or what can I – and so I really um, have depended on you for um, focus and helping me kind of get past some of the mental things that I have, which have been huge for me. And honestly, there's no price tag um, big enough that, um, that I could put on that and the mindset shift that I've had, because I was stressed out. I was, um, you know, worried about time and time management, and I was not setting boundaries at all. I was like open to everybody all the time. And I was just, I couldn't see the growth. I couldn't see how can I possibly do any more. Um, you know, honestly, the, the idea of getting more leads scared me because I didn't think I had the capacity to handle them because I was already like in this fury of, of trying to do everything at all times and working late at night and getting up really early in the morning and doing like my quoting. And I, I was kind of just a, a crazy person. Um Not that I still am not, but um you've definitely helped me um, with a couple things. So one, one huge thing is setting boundaries um and just I mean, setting up an out of office that's always on. It, I've never crossed my mind to do that. But now I feel so happy knowing that if I'm not in the office, which I'm not a lot, I do a lot of marketing and networking. Uh, my clients or whoever's email me is getting a reply. So I don't have to feel the need to be connected to my phone to reply to that they know, hey, I'm going to answer your emails between noon and five o'clock this afternoon. Um, and that expectation is set. it's good to go. I feel relieved. I don't feel like I have to reply right away. So that has been huge to me. Um, you have helped me realize that I had a block that I didn't even realize I had, which was, um, I have a really hard time receiving. I kind of mentioned that a couple minutes ago. Um, but I, I, I notice even in prayer, I pray for other people And if I pray for anything for myself, I feel guilty afterwards. And then it's like, God, I, you know, I I pray for our finances this month, that we have enough money to get through and that we have enough money to tithe and give back. And then afterwards, I'm like, but I also know there's a lot of people that are in a worse situation than me. So help them first. (laughs) Like, this is how I, I am programmed. And you've helped me a lot with, you know, God's our father, just like where, where the kid's. We're the parents of our kids, and we want our kids to come to us when they need something and ask us. And it's like, duh, you know, I'm probably offending God by telling them, but don't, you know, don't worry about me. So it, that that mindset shift has been huge to me, and you helped me realize also some of the things in my past that have made me feel that I need to earn things instead of that I I'm enough. Um, So that huge, huge. I can't even thank you enough for for that shift in my thinking, and then. Um, What was the last one I wanted to talk about? That mind shift. Oh, the um that some people aren't your people and that's okay. And you don't have to like everybody and you don't have to work with everybody. Um so that's been huge for me because I've been able to say no to things. I've been able to say no to maybe somebody asked me to ensure. A contractor. That's not something that my agency is set up well to do. But before I would have tried to do it because I want to make them happy, which really I would have ticked them off because I wouldn't have been able to serve them as well in the long run. Right. Um, so that's been way easier for me to say no to. But then also, if somebody doesn't want to work with me, I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, let me know if you ever need anything else and I move on because I realize now that they're not my person. And if they were my person, it'd be easier. And um, if I can kind of weed out the things that aren't meant for me and weed out the people that aren't meant for me, God's going to put 10 more people that are for me or 10 more things that are for me in my path and I'll be able to see them clearly because I don't have those, you know, weeds getting up in my head. So those are like the big three that I think I really away from.
1: And I love your analogy of Comparing our relationship to God to comparing the relationship between a parent and child, because if you, I actually have my middle child, who's obviously not going to be the middle anymore. So hopefully this will help him a little bit, but he's often like. You know, don't worry about me. I don't need any of that. Make sure everybody else has it. And me as a parent, I'm like, "No, Milo, you need to, you know, stand up for yourself and you need to ask for just as much. You are worthy just as anybody else. You get to have just as much as anybody else." And I appreciate that kind heart of him, but he is such a he's such a giving, loving person and he's always so worried about what other people um feel and making sure that everybody's okay. And I don't know where it came from, but probably from me, right? Cause those are tendencies of female entrepreneurs. And those were the things that I had to break through because we still have that tendency in us. We're still helpers, servers. I know you have the biggest heart ever and we will, you know, we, we help when we can. And we recognize when this isn't my time to help okay, I'm going to resist the urge to help here because I'm not the best fit to help here. And by trying to help, I'm actually going to fuck things up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then frustrate people even more. And I actually just had this conversation with another client yesterday, just helping her find her zone of genius. And she was taking on clients and jobs that weren't her zone of genius. And she kept making errors and then she was beating herself up about it. And and so she was able to recognize, okay, well, I'm going to stop taking on those projects because I, I, it's not meant for me. So I also know that people are even looking to you as a leader now in terms of marketing and social media and uh, boundary settings and they're asking you to speak on those topics, which I love. Can you talk a little bit more about how um, you've been able to use the power of social media to amplify your marketing in person marketing efforts.
0: Yeah. So I, prior to going through your program, I posted a lot, but it was very sporadic and like didn't make much sense. And I didn't have a strategy behind it. Um, And so through your coaching program and and webinars, I've learned, you know, what the strategy should look like and how to set up something that is actually going to be meaningful to the people that are receiving it instead of like these one off quirky, you know, I, I think I'm really funny. So I, yeah, I think you're (laughs) hilarious.
1: I see some of your posts and I'm like, right on. And then some of your deep posts, which tear me up. I mean, that kind of stuff lights people up. I love seeing your content.
0: So, But before it was just like weird, I think. And now it's more targeted and I have more of a plan whenever I'm posting and I was able to teach my employee that as well. And so she has been really upping her game with the social media. But yeah, I've had a lot of people ask me. I just spoke uh, last month at the Saxonburg Business Association on social media, which was kind of funny to me because I'm not a social media expert in any stretch of the imagination, but I basically shared what I've been doing and some of the tips that you've taught me. And it went over really well. And people, you know, at this last meeting yesterday were um, commenting to me like, Hey, I learned a lot. Did you see, I like posted this and that. And so that's been really fun, but yeah, it's definitely opened up more doors for me um, to lean into in different, different areas, maybe not necessarily like insurance related, but it's given me more exposure and it's given my business more exposure uh, because I'm more visible.
1: I love it. What so, would uh, you, what would you say about uh, to anybody who's listening, who's either they're on the verge of going all in for whatever their passion is, whatever they feel that God is calling them to, um, or somebody who's in the, on, the, on the entrepreneurial journeys. And we know That some days, even at the level of million-dollar revenue companies, some days you're just like, is this all worth it? Is this even worth it? Uh, My my own husband, you know, we'll have days like that. He's he we own that the multi-million-dollar land development company, and sometimes he's like, well, maybe I should just go work for a builder or for another developer. This this is you know, because stuff comes up. Not every day is going to be easy. Not everything's going to be in your control what would you have to say to, to people who are hitting, who are perhaps they're ready to go on that they want to be on the entrepreneurial journey, but it's like, it feels like yeah. one thing after the other. Yeah. So
0: a couple of things I think is one, if that dream is in your heart, it's there for a reason. God plants seeds inside of us to make us become the person that he made us to be. And so lean into it and do it with faith, um, with whatever your spirituality is, uh, for me, obviously it's God. Uh, but so lean into that and trust that God's going to provide the things that you need in order to be successful. Um, the second thing to remember is that once we start following the plan that God has for us, the devil gets pissed off and mm, he's going to start yeah. throwing stuff at you in your way. My first year in mm-hmm. business, like this, This could be a whole nother podcast. My first year in business, my daughter got walking pneumonia, was in children's hospital for 14 days. As soon as we got out of the hospital, I had a miscarriage. As soon as I kind of got through past that, I got Lyme's disease and then COVID hit. Like it was not easy. It's not an easy journey, but guess what? God kept providing the whole way through there. It was so clear that even though this stuff was coming up, um, he was still there, um, just shining lights on me, putting a conversation in front of me or putting a person in front of me. So keep going and keep looking for those things. And no, honestly, if those days come up, that is the world. That Mm -hmm. is not, that is not God. That is not the universe. It is the world. And the world is going to try to tell you, you can't, they're going to try to tell you're not smart enough. They're going to tell you're going to be poor. They're going to tell you, you know, it's wrong or you're crazy or whatever they're going to tell you, but God put whatever is in your heart, in your heart. And I mean, he wins, right? So just lean into that and, and go and just know that, um, you know, he, he's going to be with you. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be speed bumps and, and all that kind of thing. But um, have faith and know that he will provide. There, there were so many times that I, I can just tell you very specific instances that we needed X amount of dollars an X amount of dollars showed up or we, oh, totally. yeah, I, with homeschooling, that's like a great example. Mm-hmm. I wanted to homeschool and Marta hooked me up actually with these amazing ladies yeah. um, for curriculum, but it was out of my budget. And mm-hmm. I talked to them and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to so, so bad, but I can't afford it right now. They called me back three days later and said, you're never going to believe this, but a new vendor just came in with a different type of material instead of like all the wooden items they are like hard paper. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a fraction of the amount i could afford to do like it just it yes. just keep following the, the the stuff that god puts in your heart and trust it and trust yourself and know you can do it and go do it
1: i love it i love yeah. it is that that totally totally comes up and the and the thing is it's like once you get past all that and and the the brain will go well if i get more successful this hard stuff will amplify but the reality is that once you allow yourself to get past that and you keep going and you get out of the drama in your head, it does get easier. You do get to a point where you're able to build a team so that when shit comes up, you go, hey, I need, I need, we need this on this. We need this on this. And it, and it feels, and it feels easier. And of course stuff still comes up, as I mentioned, you know, multi-million dollar business, um, a lot, you know full disclosure, a lawsuit will come up or someone when you're like this close to another multimillion dollar deal will change their mind and it throws everything off base and loans taking longer for a big development project. So stuff like that. And like Sam said, that's, that's the world. That's not God. And and sometimes it is a little bit of a test of, can do you want to keep going? You know, ask yourself, do you want to keep going? And If you want to keep going, it does get easier for me. I, I will tell, I, I, I need to obviously be as honest about this as possible. For me, when I went all in, it was just crippling anxiety, this crippling anxiety that I had never experienced before. And it, it that to me was like, I looking back, totally spiritual warfare, just totally. It's like, well, your kids are doing well, your marriage is better, your business is thriving. Let me fuck with your head. And it was yep. it was like straight up spiritual warfare. I had never experienced it before. I'd never understood it before until I went through it. And now, again, I am thankful because when it happens to others, I'm able to be compassionate about it because it's it's a real thing that, that happens is that crippling anxiety sometimes when you go all in, your brain wants to keep you small. Like, wait, go back to a full-time job with the salary. Yes. What are you doing? Go back. Yes. And so I, I, totally feel you on that. Um, well, Sam, where can they find you if they want to hear more from you? Because you, have, you have your own podcast, and of course, if you're looking for your insurance, uh, uh, insurance policies, she's your girl. And um, I think that you've just, you've got so much ahead of you. I kind of feel like for you coming up is going to be kind of almost like a cake tasting of life that you've got this calling for even more and uh, you're, you're going to be open to what comes for you and you'll be able to say, yeah, that tastes good. Or no, I'm not into that. And um, how do you feel? Where they, where can they find you?
0: Um, so yeah, you can find me on Facebook um, at uh, my I might have my personal page really is Samantha Bauer. Um, but then my Goosehead, I have a Goosehead page that you look up Goosehead and then Samantha Bauer. Um, and then my podcast is called the Wherever You Go podcast. Uh, and that can be found on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. And um, we're working on getting it out there to everybody um, on all the different platforms. And uh, you can also, you can go to goosehead.com slash Sam Bauer. We use Sam on that one. Probably wasn't the smartest because everybody calls me Samantha now, but, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely uh, reach out and I can uh, put my links in the, the comments or I'm sure Marta yeah. will. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear from, from you all. And um, I'd love to hear your journey and, and find out how I can maybe encourage you as well. Cause we got to stick together. It's definitely a journey and it's definitely not an easy one. Um, it's a fun one. And I think um, learning to enjoy the journey and have your tribe of ladies who are gonna support you and be understanding and um, you know c- continue to support your efforts and give you advice, is, it's just so important. So uh, I'd be happy to be a part of any of your tribes.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah, so Sam, we'll put the links in the comments shortly after here. And if you're watching in a platform um, yeah. on, She'll be tagged and linked on IGTV, on, on LinkedIn, on and then, of course, we're putting this on every podcast platform and YouTube, so you'll know how to find her. Thanks, Sam. Bye, Thank everyone.